being in any situation and just looking around at what tools you have on you or like in your mind and then just being like all right i'm a, i'm gonna do it <laughs> like literally like what else can you do but ron boss would be so proud of us right now be here now you're just like in the moment just doing exactly what you need what he also had said that the next item on your treasure hunt is always exactly where you are and that's just how it goes <laughs> Like, that's just how it goes. Yep. This is all that there is. <laughs> Literally. But I was writing something about that the other night. Um, oh, okay. Um, just presence, no past, no future, just now. Like, yep. It's like all everything and all nothing all at the same time. It's like that yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, like, the past is literally just, like, a movie, like, a string of memories and pictures and, and probably not even exactly how it was. Like, I think it's, like, I, I've, I've heard in, like, sociology and psychology that, like, there'll be, um, like, an accident that will have taken place and they'll interview, like, multiple witnesses that were there. And they'll all have different versions of what happened and it's not because anyone's lying, it's just because everyone's perception of the literal event was different. Exactly. Yeah, I was talking about the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, but I exactly what you're talking about is like a premise kind of in that movie. So <laughs> that all fits together really well. Like, yeah, everything is all like, even the people, because, okay, this is going to sound a little far out, but all the people who are living were all like on one dimension together. But, like, our consciousness spreads into so many other realms and, like, dimensions. Like, where are we all meeting each other? And there's, like, that's why you tap, like, when you tap into, like, the heart space and you go in there for real and you're just, like, mm. Then other people who are in that space, you can meet so many. You can meet anyone from the heart space realm. And it's just up to them to, like, decide to step into their own heart and then meet you there. Yeah, it's so weird how, like, we're all sharing the same plane of existence. We're all on one planet together. And it's like, but all of our consciousness, like some people are really super aware of what's happening in nature and with the weather. And some people are just like super, super aware of maybe like, like they're a master in the book they're reading. Like, they're like, okay, I've been reading Dune for a long time. Say someone else is like reading Dune and they're like in the Dune realm all the time and on the earth realm and we're all together. Isn't that just so crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I had an experience like this recently. It, and it's, like, interesting with, like, synastry and just relationships in general or, like, other people's energy feels like interacting with yours. And, like, you can be connected to them on multiple different dimensions. Like, I'm connected with you in a companionship kind of way. I'm connected with you in a partnership kind of way. I'm connected with you in a business kind of way. Or I'm connected with you in a kind of, like, fun way. Um but also like how deep that connection or interaction of the energy feels like permeates and i think that like plays into like attachment and like attachment like how it's formed and everything um because like it hurts much worse to like hear unkind words from someone that we really care about that we like think that they have a really lovely perception of us and then we hear some really unkind words from them and it's like oh my gosh that hit me so much deeper than a random stranger on the street like flipping me off you know <laughs> yeah Oh, wow, yeah. It's so... Yeah, you can definitely find, like... 
because you mentioned synastry you can find those like the synastry okay say that you're like you've met someone who's like important on your path and you think that you the, the way that you're going to know them is going to be one way and then it ends up being a completely different way and that could that could mean so many things but you can usually find that in the synastry and it can happen so many like different ways but yeah i think the idea of consciousness being able to like kind of be mapped through synastry even with like say like a transiting chart and then like the, the transiting chart of five minutes later like how those lay on top of each other and stuff like that maybe like an hour later it's like oh it's so cool that we can make these maps and even though like okay I kind of believe like this is something I don't usually say because it's kind of controversial in our community aka like astrology girls is that like <laughs> um it, it, I don't think that whatever we can map is like the end all be all I think that like there's a lot of unknown and a lot of mystery to life that people who get like really into mapping things out like I've been like we we get lost in the mapping and we forget about this whole other part like you've got what like Kali Ma behind you and like that's she's like I think the mystery I just think of all of it as like okay I think of astrology as like a rule or specifically like say Hellenistic astrology is like a 12 inch ruler like that doesn't mean that like a 10 centimeter like like meter stick doesn't like also measure things it doesn't mean that I couldn't measure the exact same object with it like that's how I think because I really I'm deeply interested in like Vedic like Jodish astrology as well I'm just Uh, started learning my chart like yesterday (laughs) yeah it's so interesting and like to me there's not really like any competitive energy between them they're just yeah. literally two different systems like it and yeah. i mean not even th- there are, there's a lot of overlap as well but like yeah they operate simultaneously not in conflict to each other yeah let me okay now my point within that is like okay say you have a 12 inch ruler and you have like a 10 centimeter ruler right both of them next to each other how are we to say that okay I had this okay I'm gonna put a pin in this because the thing I'm about to say leads into another bigger point but like okay ever since I was a kid I used to like look out the window of my car like on the way to like first grade and be like okay what if I the me that I am when I first had this thought and like so tiny that I couldn't even see me now because we're expanding in size but the ratio the golden ratio just always stays the exact same so none of us notice that like what if we're constantly like getting infinitely larger in size and we have no idea or it could be smaller but I used to just think of it as bigger and like who's to say that that 12 inch ruler because okay in this example it doesn't really let me let me finish what I'm saying okay so it's just so complicated that I get kind of lost in my words but like it's also so simple so say that like nothing is constant right like we can't really know even though there are like the constants like the golden ratio what if that's just our perspective what if that that's just the way that our human brains need to see things and perceive things in order to like be okay like what if the size say of like my microphone right here is like 
it's a completely different shape than I think it is. And it's constantly moving and it's constantly in flux. I don't know that. My brain is telling me it's this way. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to this. And I think that's what astrology and like, say like Kabbalah, things like that. Like, that's kind of what they are. It's like, well, this is what my brain tells me is there. Let me write it down. And it's like, you can map some really, really cool realms and like divine stuff. But you also have to keep in mind, like, well, that's just what I can see. <laughs> so it's probably not like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is everything, even though it kind of is in a way. It's like, well, the universe could be a slug. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the big shift that I went through when I had, like, my faith change growing up in, like, a very particular flavor of Christianity um, that was, like, very, this is the end-all, be-all only way. And then when I transitioned to following more like Eastern spiritualities and just more spiritual, like spiritually open traditions that didn't have that exclusivity clause, I think that was when I actually like became a spiritual being because before it was just like this obsession with being a certain way or that like everything was a certain way and that like anything coming from outside of that system was like a threat or something. And mm -hmm. not that every other like system that I follow correlates exactly or like doesn't conflict at all but like to me now if a system says like i am the end all be all like this is the only way you could look at an astrology chart like red flag for me <laughs> because i know it's Definitely. not you know like yeah. I, I know that it's not it's observable that it's not yeah i think that like whatever dogma you have you have to be aware that part of that dogma is like an unknown is a level that we can't comprehend is a mystery unfolding that it's like like what in Christianity a lot of the times it's referred to as like blind faith or like faith the size of a mustard seed it's like to have faith and trust in the unknown is to really have true faith in God that's like what that translates to to me and honestly I wouldn't like even be comfortable like using Christian analogy or ideology or like uh, verbiage is like until after I kind of had to go away from that and then like, return to it in a way that's like okay now I really understand what's being said here and I know like what is what this means because a lot of it is still like I find it to be true but not in the sense that um, I was originally taught to you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm really just pointing to the one aspect of like saying that this is the one and only way like right really yeah. no comment on anything else <laughs> at this time oh yeah no but um for sure but, <laughs> because yeah because but because people can be that way in the astrology community of like finding a very specific type of astrology a specific house system like X, yeah Z. that's why i don't like to say that i'm a part of the astrology community let's get that out of the way i am not a spiritual person or an astrology i say i'm an astrology girl just because like clearly in the eyes of everyone else if I know how to read a fucking birth chart and I'm talking about astrology then I'm an astrology girl but I it's not yeah we'll talk you, you continue what you're gonna say sorry for interrupting and then I'll say what I have to say yeah um but I think that those I mean if that if someone wants to have that experience that's like completely fine for them but yeah I just don't think that I could uh I could get, really get into something like that like really ever yeah. because yeah, I mean, that's just, like just think about how silly it would be if I was like, you can only use this twelve-inch ruler. You can never use that ten-centimeter ruler over there. Like it will never, you'll never be able to measure anything with it. Like, 
You'd just be like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the world no does sense. that to us. They're like the opposite. Yeah. They're like, why do you use a fucking ruler, you fucking weirdos? <laughs> we're like, why not? We're Americans. We're free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, okay. The other thing I had to say about the astrology stuff, and like, it's also another reason why I've kind of taken a step back and like had to learn a very specific way to read the tarot cards is because now, especially these days, it's so popular and so many people's energies are tapping into that field and it can kind of muddy the energy and it can make it difficult to work with those realms unless you know like what you're doing and you kind of have to have a little bit of like not dogma and not like oh this is the end all be all because obviously we just discussed that that's not (laughs) the way we believe but um you have to have enough trust in your system and like how you interpret things to not get muddied up by other people's opinions and the way that they look at things. Because I am, I like follow the belief that everybody's opinions and like perspectives more like are sacred. And we all are meant to like learn and grow through our own perspectives. And it's my understanding that like no matter how much, like how close we are with someone and how like, much we can understand each other we're always going to understand each other through our own lenses so you can never really share exactly what you're seeing with someone else and they can never share exactly what they mean or what they're seeing with someone else because you're always going to filter it through your own lens i think that's something that you got to be super mindful of when you kind of dabble in this world (laughs) yeah yeah i think like i yeah i respect everyone's like personal truth especially when it comes to like spirituality or religion or dietary things stuff like that because it's so deeply personal like I know exactly like for me in this moment and like that's subject to change obviously like what those truths are for me but I can like definitely recognize that those are relative truths and like truths that I've arrived at like over studying things over time and like if I was to gain more information maybe that truth would actually be different so who am I to like go to anybody else and be like your truth needs to be mine because I have no idea where they are in their path I have no idea what they need right now or like where they're going or like what they've been through like yeah it it just seems absurd to argue with anyone about their relative truth like to me at this point it just seems like a waste of time like if someone wants to discuss is like interested in your relative truth and they come to you or like you share some relative truth and they want to have a discussion like that's cool but like i couldn't imagine going up to someone who i know has a different relative truth than me and being like listen buddy <laughs> you're gonna learn today <laughs> like yeah that would just well be it's like when you try time. to preach your relative truth as objective that's the issue is like yeah because it's relative and i think that anything we discuss is ultimately relative truth because like even when we discuss the objective it's through our own subjective lens and that's relative truth is subjectivity so is like yeah we know there's the objective and we can speak about the objective and reach that kind of level of like being aware of it but it's still we're always going to be if we're in bodies and we're able to talk about it we're talking about it subjectively yeah 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 and there's like there's specific rules here like in these bodies on this earth that like like i've been thinking about it recently is like saturnian types of boundaries it's like there's just certain things that I mean, you can't just slam and go through. Like, you just have to have to accept them and figure out how you're going to, like, function with them or around them, like, yeah. in this realm. And you also can't, truth. like, 
if you, you can't rush it and you can't overstay your welcome with Saturn. That's what I figured out. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you yeah. got to flow with what's going on. And some flows, like, okay, the moon, she moves quick. So if you're flowing with the moon, things are changing really, really often. But if you're flowing with, like, Pluto, that's, like, 30-year-long cycles, right? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's, Generations. Yeah. yeah. And you're constantly, like, just always in flow with everything. Like, it's all, you're not, you don't ever get to choose, okay, well, I'm only in flow with the moon. No, I'm not in flow with Pluto. I don't like Pluto. Like, bitch, the whole sky is right there. You don't get to decide that the planet isn't there. Like, okay, they decided, that's not, I'm not saying, like, the whole Pluto is a planet or not. I don't care about that. But, like, (laughs) like, you don't get to decide, like, okay, I'm going to take the moon out of the sky. I don't want to focus on that. Like, you don't have to focus on it, of course, but... You don't get to decide, like, no, the moon, I'm not in flow with the moon. Like, everything is. <laughs> like, we're, it's the, it's just how everything goes. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it reminds me of the, like, concept in Buddhism that, like, there's not really any reason, yeah, like, again, to go and, like, preach to anyone. But, like, you can present them with, like, hey, this is a helpful spiritual truth. Like, you'll probably find this helpful. Like, and if the person chooses to follow it, like, that's like beneficial like it's pleasant for everyone but if they choose not to follow it's like what can we do about it literally nothing this person has free will so like there's no point in chasing them down and being like you must not walk on the left side of the road on tuesday like if they get hit by someone on a bicycle because the bicycle club comes by on tuesday then like they gonna learn (laughs) you know like (laughs) and then if you decide like i'm gonna ignore pluto then you're gonna learn about pluto the pluto way (laughs) like literally Damn. I, okay. I love that you brought this up because we were talking about it just a little bit last night, but I was like, I'm falling asleep. I can't get into it. So free will. This is a touchy subject. A lot of people, if you say that you're like questioning whether or not we have free will, they'll be like, that's blasphemy. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> but listen, there's a level at which things are like predestined and I don't necessarily mean the unfoldings of your life but we'll get into that later because this she's the queen of ZR if you guys didn't know (laughs) um so I am under the belief that like heaven where we end up going to is so eternal and encompasses everything so it's what comes after like if you were to believe in heaven and hell it comes after that it's when heaven and hell merge and become one big heaven and it's like everything is just in this infinite quality of god which i refer to as love often just because that's the best word we have to describe it but it's not like romantic love or anything like that it's not it's not the kind of like fake love it's just the quality of god there's not really a word for it that i have in my language um that is like the end destination and that amount of our lives like wherever we're going that's predestined so to me free will is like you can do like okay imagine this end all be all heaven right is the peak of a mountain and you can go any way you want up the mountain. You can like 
do cartwheels all the way up if you want to. You can like wear a hula skirt and nothing else and walk up the mountain in a straight line doing like marching. You can do whatever you want like to get up this mountain, right? But we're all going to get to the mountain and we're all walking up the mountain. So it's like free will. It's just like, how are you going to do the exact same thing that you're doing anyways? That's how I think of it. So I kind of want to know what your thoughts on it are, because I've had this discussion with some dear, dear friends somewhat recently, and it's like been on my mind ever since then. Yeah, I, I think I used to believe mostly in like that, like the percentage of fate versus free will was like way more like free will. And then, yeah, definitely learning ZR, zodiacal releasing, which is a Hellenistic time lord technique, um, which I'll say more about over time, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> basically, it provides, like, a table of contents for, like, how the eras of your life will unfold, uh, like, having to do with certain topics of, like, health and relationships and career. Um, and when I learned that method and then observed it, um, like, actually working in my life, I was like holy cow um okay maybe some things are predetermined um like it was really like it was honestly like a huge mindset shift for me because before that I had just believed like I can create whatever life I want I have like I'm, I'm a very strong-willed person and have like just gone into a lot of situations and completely just made the situation my own um just like moving to random states and like starting a new life like several different times like I just know that it's like I can just show up and make it like what I want to make it but then to like see that technique and observe how actually like this time period was already like it was already guessed that during this time it would be difficult to have a career it was already guessed during this time that um, there would be a lot of relationship activation it would it was already guessed during this time that there would be some health complications or like really radiant health um, and then to observe that in action and then to observe people's charts um, that have already passed and like seeing events like having someone's whole life that's unfolded and then being able to read their biography and then compare it with the zodiacal releasing periods it's like oh my gosh wow maybe this table of contents thing is uh, actually pointing at something um, and that really yeah made me think at, at least 50 50 and perhaps even more on the predetermined like side of things yeah, yeah. and I think like to go back to kind of like fit that into what I was just saying is like yeah, you're, you can cartwheel up the mountain all you want, but right here, like if you're going by Zodiac or releasing, right here, it's like you can cartwheel to this spot, but this is going to happen. And then you can keep cartwheeling. Do whatever you want. It's fine. But this is going to happen. It's like, I think that goes, we've talked about this before, the cosmic consent form. I think yeah. that's kind of a huge part of like what ZR looks like. Is like, you signed up for this. <laughs> you signed up to be born at this time so that this would show you like, open up the proper portals for this to happen to you and when I say things like portals it's just because like that's the best thing I have like there's some, just we just don't have the words for it I it sounds so fucking woo woo and it makes me sound like I channel the Pleiadians and be like oh yes um we're having an upgrade Samantha your car needs to be towed or something like that like <laughs> like like it's <laughs> not what I mean I just mean the proper things have aligned some people would call it quantum physics or whatever it's like just when everything kind of aligns properly and it creates the opportunities that are unfolding which that's something that I wrote down that I kind of wanted to talk about it's a good segue so 
the synchronicities that have been unfolding in my life lately, I can't even begin to explain. Like, I'm not going to be able to get super in-depth about all this because we'll be here all day long. But, like, just to watch that all unfolding, one of my favorite psalms, if it's not my actual top favorite, is the righteous bloom like a date palm. They thrive like a cedar in Lebanon. And to me, righteousness doesn't necessarily mean like, oh yeah, I'm doing a good thing all the time. Like I'm never gonna, like I'm always gonna give all of my money to homeless people. <laughs> like the, you can't do that all the time. It, no matter how much you want to, you can't. And it's like to be truly righteous, I think just to mean me, it, it means to be aligned with God or the universe, or the mystery, or love, or the quality of everything, or whatever words work the best for you. It's like, the way nature unfolds, the way that a date palm blooms and produces its fruit, is just this perfect natural cycle that nature has set up to allow itself to thrive and continue living. And that, to me, is like, the essence of God is in that. And that's like, how these unfoldings feel these synchronicities it's like that blooming it's like that it's like this it's like this <laughs> y'all see that <laughs> it's literally like that that's like the yeah the yum <laughs> yeah Yeah, I recently, like, have consciously made the decision to go, like, deeper into a particular social system. And when I did that, I knew that, like, more of those people from that system would just, like, show up other places in my life. And then I just, like, recently had an experience of that. And so, yeah, I think it's really, like, this almost goes back to the fate and free will thing. I think it's, like, really interesting, like, when you consciously choose to do something that then synchronistically more of that thing like appears or something um like like some kind of interplay like in the moment it feels faded but like also you chose it or something yeah it's because like oh my gosh i know exactly what you mean because that kind of happened like with these people that i've just met like all the new friends that we've made this year like okay if y'all don't know heather and i have never like met <laughs> like <laughs> we are just like besties through the internet, right? Through fucking Discord of all platforms too. Like, are you kidding me? Discord? <laughs> like, the most nerdy place you could possibly meet. <laughs> but we met through like a network of other people. And it's like, when I came into contact or like when I actually like literally met some of these people, it's like, it's that, wow. It's like, I asked for this. I asked exactly for this, but then I never could have predicted this and I never could have known that this was who this was who was involved and this was who was involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you can start to see what's emerging, like the outline of it, but you don't you can't see all the details and like yeah, that's something I think about with the fate versus free will is like it's kind of like fate creates this outline or this grid or this like structure and then all of the free will like spontaneously fills like the gaps in between and that creates like the texture of experience um, mm -hmm. and like I in think, our choices. 
I think free will can be kind of equated to that level of like the mystery of life, the unknown. Like, yeah, because it's like a, there's this creative energy. It's unknown. What, it, what, what are you going to do with that? Do whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, something else I wanted to talk about is the fact that, like, when I, because I was just in Turkey, not, I mean, like, not just in Turkey, but, like, a month ago, over a month ago now, I was there, and I felt so healthy, and I think it had a lot to do with being around the group, and, like, with the people I was, it was, like, medicine in itself, but then just, like, I don't know, the food there, and the air, and the water, even though you, like, you're told your whole life the U.S. is, like, top-tier, clean standards, healthy, good water, healthy food, like, not healthy food necessarily, but, like, at least resources, you know, there's some shit in our food, or air, or our water, or I just don't know what it is, something, maybe it's all, maybe it's everything, that makes you feel sick, or, like, run down, or, like, just enough to be, like, working, and kind of zombified a little bit, and it's like, of course, you can do things to kind of break out of that, but you're always a little bit in the zombified state, eating the foods that we have available to us here. Like, I just noticed how much healthier I felt when I was over there. And it, since coming back, like, even now you can hear, I have a cold. I didn't used to get colds like this, like, over and over, and, like, just feeling kind of shit all the time. It's, yeah, it's whack. when I was in... When I was in Peru, all the plant like there's a lot of like superfoods there, and um, like we were in a nutritional workshop, and they were talking about turmeric, and like we were taste testing some like fresh local turmeric, and they were like, "Yeah, you're never gonna get turmeric like this in the United in the United States because for it to pass regulations, they literally irradiate it and take a bunch of the prana out of it." So like, absolutely, like because we do so many things in the name of being like sterile or cleanly here, like. For example, like pasteurizing milk, like of course that like destroys the toxins, but that also like destroys the actual like nutrients that could be in that, like, and like ir- like irradiating strawberries. Like there's just so many different things that we do because we're so clean and sterile and first world and like the best country on earth. Um, that's actually just literally destroying the nutrition in our food. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, girl. Okay, now I'm really excited to go to Peru. I'm going to be on the lookout for some turmeric. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, it's oh. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like like what you were saying, like, just earlier was something about the, when you realize something's just a construct and then the, it just gets torn down. That's like, because we're all told, like, oh, the U.S. is the best quality you can get. Like, nowhere else in the world is as good as the U.S. Like, you literally can't get better than that. And then you go other places, and you like it better over there, you feel better over there, and then there's, of course, things that are more difficult, or you have to sacrifice, like, one thing, but you gain so much in place of that. Like, my example for Turkey would be, like, okay, these kids in the villages, best, like, most beautiful children in the world, and they're, like smiling and we're all playing together and like laughing talking with each other showing like befriending us like they like wanted to like look at our tattoos like our piercings things like that but they're fucking wearing like the same clothes that they always are have been wearing they've got like dirty shoes their dirty little faces 
they have to sacrifice what we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so like clean and proper and I can't stain my shirt, blah, blah, blah. But they're like literally living amongst the most beautiful, like ancient ruins that you could probably find <laughs> that I've seen at least. Like, are you kidding me? Like, why do we think that that sucks for them that they have to like, oh, it sucks for them that they have to have like dirty shoes. It's like, but they gain a lot. And it's like, of course, I understand, like, it's, we're so lucky to have everything that we do here, but we have to, like, we lose a lot of things in that process of, like, like, I've got my whole spread here. I've got, I'm, like, recording on a freaking MacBook. I have a microphone, headphones, my phone's right here, all my other stuff's over here, and it's like, yep, I have a lot of the things that, everything I could need, and it's like, but if I had another life, if I was born somewhere else, maybe I'd be out in the sun right now, just like enjoying time with my community. And what's, there's, you can't really measure like what's better. What, there's not one that's better. There's like, it's just like, we're having an amazing conversation. We're connecting. Like we are just like letting this all unfold as it's meant to. But then like, how, how are we to say that our lifestyle in the U.S. is better than poor countries i observed a lot more like communal and familial happiness and like when i was in peru just especially like you're saying the children just running around and people instead like in the united states most people just go to work come home from work or okay first they start the day by drinking coffee then they go to work then they come home from work then they open a beer or a glass of wine and then they sit in front of a tv until they go to bed and then they do it again like versus these people go out like into the streets and they talk with other people and the children are like communally like spending time together instead of just sitting in front of a television or like there's just so much more like interconnectivity um but yeah i mean i guess it also depends like also like you can see in someone's birth chart like how much they value materiality so like maybe someone grows up in that kind of situation and they're like f this this is awful like i hate this like being impoverished is the worst and then they like come to the united states and you know build a very materially rich life and they love that and then maybe you know someone grows up in the united states and they hate all of the materiality and the commercialism and the pollution and political turmoil and they go to a country that has less like material wealth and they're much happier like who's to say it's really like back to personal truth um, yeah, I'm looking at the birth chart of the United States right now. <laughs> We're about to see why our country is materialistic in the sense that it is. Because, of course, like, we're anything that sounds negative that we're spouting, of course, there's a counter argument. And, like, yeah, I probably agree with that to some extent. Like, I understand the duality in, like, both sides. Like, um, Like, our country has given us a lot of opportunities and a lot of good things and a good life. But, like, there's also a lot more that we've gained from other places, like we've just said. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What? It's a freaking article. I clicked on an article. This is stupid. It's actually disputed, like, which chart is the chart of of the uh, United States. There's a whole astrology podcast episode on it because it's, like, when was it actually signed? So, like, the rising signs disputed. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like a thing. <laughs> wow. I was just going to look for but Mars can... and Venus. Yeah, look look for Mars. Yeah, that's not going to I just can't find it. Whatever. Look up we'll the like Sibley chart. We'll, like, post about this it's or called, something. It's called the Sibley chart. 
the like most widely accepted you, birth chart of the United States. How do you spell that? S I B L E Y, I think. Okay. Ouch. Okay. 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 Ooh, it says Capricorn Mars. And <laughs> yeah, oh no fucking God. shit. Where's Venus? Wait, no, wait, that's <laughs> not Mars. That, is that Venus? I think that's Venus, actually. Sorry, I was, that's Venus. I was saying, where's Venus? That's Venus. Actually, we have a Gemini Mars. Mm. Wow. Didn't we? Mars just moved out of Gemini, too. Like, it did. Wow. Yeah, Capricorn Venus makes sense with Gemini Mars. <sighs> yeah. What's the rising <laughs> sign on that chart? Oh. It's so. I'm so used to the Astrobot that I'm like lost <laughs> on this. I'm like, Just, wait. Does it say ascendant anywhere? I know. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find the point. Or, like, if they're naming the houses, I don't see, like. I know some of those websites are whack. I'll just input the data into the Astrobot later. Actually, I can do it now. I can do it now, but we'll, we'll just do it later. This is a waste of all time. <laughs> I was just looking for stuff. Um, we can go yeah. into the whole verse chart of the United States at a later time. Literally, we will. <laughs> you have to remind us to do it, but we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, so to wrap things up, um, the the walls of construct coming down. We kind of touched right. on this already. But, like, yeah. so what happens when, like, there's this, like, edge of your life, and it's been there for a while, and you're really used to leaning on it, you're used to, like, seeing it out of the corner of your eye, and then one day it just, like, dissolves, and you realize it was never real, and then, like, how do you keep functioning? That just happened to me, too. Like, yeah, you just keep going, and you realize, oh, okay, <laughs> that wasn't real and then you're just in that open floaty space where you're like what is real and I think after being in these spaces the choices that you make after being in those spaces sometimes those are like the best most memorable most life-changing choices you can ever make like yeah I'm not gonna get into it too much right now but anytime I've been in like a space where it's like everything I thought was true is no longer true the way that I used to live I can no longer do that this the space being in that it's like a liminal space it's like being in an airport it's like you are literally in this like cosmic airport and you could you have the money and the ability to take any flight anywhere you want where are you gonna go <laughs> it's your choice really um just look at the flights that are departing and hop on the one that you want to <laughs> like yeah that's kind of what's Literally. happened with me. Yeah. Literally. And it's like, you know what? It kind of goes back to that like free will thing. All those flights at the end of the day, they're going to lead you to the same destination. Even if it's like 7 million flights later. <laughs> so true. Yeah. I think like, look, yeah, I think like those, those longer term walls, like when one finally comes down, it makes me like do a full 360 and go, oh, wow how long have these other walls that feel semi-permanent been here? Like, and like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I think I'm in such a space right now of like new construction and yeah, like that cosmic airport that you're talking about. And it's just really exciting to be like, wow, several walls just Sick. came down. 
And now it's like undifferentiated energy of like what can happen next. It's so good. And it's like, and especially like when you've been in that space over and over again. Okay. And this goes back to that thing I was saying about the synchronicities unfolding, that like date palm blooming. It's like, okay, I'm in a liminal space. I make a choice. I end up in this space and then it happens again. And over the course of just a couple of years, a couple of years later, everything's unfolding like perfectly. It's like, you could just, like, okay, you're, you're back into that liminal space, but now you have, like, new flights that have opened up, different time periods, different destinations. And it's like, okay, say two years ago when you were in this liminal space, right? There was no option to go, to like, Barbados. <laughs> and then right now, oh, wow, this wasn't an option before. Maybe I'll check out Barbados. Like, this is a silly example, but, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah no oh. that's like time lord techniques it's like oh this yeah this time lord that. what yeah. does that mean like zodiacal releasing and annual perfections oh. and I, know, I was i was thinking of like a like a like a cartoon character like the time lord <laughs> no. but speaking of time but speaking of time we're out of it so thank you so that's much so for true. joining us in our first episode yeah and thank please, you thank you please come back next time yeah we'll All see right. you next time guys